Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris of Inked April and the host of this podcast. This is season four. We have some amazing artists on. I can't wait to share them with you. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Art Talk with April. Today we have Kimberly Hart, a multidisciplinary artist. And she's also the president of the Alabama Women's Caucus of Art. And she and we ha- also have a fellow guest who is our little dog. What's his name? This is Abby. I got two of them. They're just oh, okay. each other. Sorry. <laughs> Abby and Obi want to talk about art. Too. Yeah, yeah. They're excited. So we'll just have them on. <laughs> so Kimberly. How did you get started in art and being interested in creating? I can't remember a time when I wasn't making something, um, whether it was in the backyard, making these little adobe houses or, you know, painting or drawing. I didn't associate it with a career. I loved the idea that you could take something, string and twigs and then create something a bouquet of flowers that was like magic you know and I I always did that and it wasn't until high school I had a really good art teacher and she kind of just let me go I mean it wasn't because I mean state of Alabama they don't give a lot of money towards art especially in public schools mm-hmm. and but she was very encouraging and she would she took us to Atlanta and to Nashville to see museums that's awesome that she took you guys to do that stuff. That's wonderful. Right. I mean, it because that had been the first time I think I'd actually, we went to the High Museum. I remember I was in like ninth grade oh. and it was, it was so world altering. I had never been to a museum like that before mm-hmm. and discovered, I love museums. Oh. <laughs> um I, I mean, I just love, I love them. I love the smell, yeah. I love the walk in. It's like going to, <laughs> to a cathedral. It's, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, so she encouraged, she, she was always very encouraging. Now my parents um, thought that was the craziest thing they had ever heard of that you would do art for <laughs> living. Um, and I got partial scholarships to several nice colleges, but they were just like, no, you're not going to do that. Oh, and no. we won't help you if you, if you choose that. And uh, it was, it's a hobby that you do in your spare time. Um, But this is not what you do for a living. And uh, so I was very practical and I chose a practical line of work and did it for 10 years and was really unhappy. Mm. Um, I'm not a desk person. And I know that why I did this, like, you know, you're offered a job and you're a child and your parents are going, you will never get another opportunity like this. You take it. But I did scheme ways. I decided I was going back to school and I was going to get a degree in art. And I did. And I was only going to do it for like a year because that's about what the credits would have been ta- to take and yeah. get a, an art degree. Um, but I had so much fun. I was like, ooh, I think I'll stay and take, you know, printmaking. Uh, because <laughs> cause the way the schedule would work, because you probably remember this when you were in school, they'd offer this one class for your senior year once a year. And if you didn't get in, you didn't graduate. And that's what happened to me. Um, and so I, I just went, I'm just going to take a lot of printmaking classes because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about printmaking. Fell in love with printmaking. Oh, it was awesome. just like, 
oh my god <laughs> meant to be. where's this pen all my life you know because it was and if you've interviewed other printmakers it's like the most frustrating but fulfilling thing at the same time because you go what is the way to make them what's the most difficult way to make an image printmaking i think i'll try that <laughs> oh it's awesome <laughs> you're like oh i like it it's just so frustrating <laughs> It's, it, it's uncompelled. It's almost like an obsession yeah. uh, or an itch. You just can't scratch. I have to make art. I have to make something. So you got into printmaking, but then you're also um, doing a little bit of like sewing and things like that in your work. Like how did, so like with your, your recent show, like how or your show that's going on right now? Is it how did you well, combine those things? Like make make the choices to do those things. <laughs> I, I think, I, to be honest, when I look back, it's a natural progression. I mean, cyanotypes are a kind of a combination between printmaking and alternative photography. Yeah. And when I was ten, I wanted to be a National Geographic photographer. That was better <laughs> um, of that. And since my math was not good, you know, National Geographic photographer. But um, you know. It, it would have been awesome anyway. <laughs> you're like, anything would have been great. You know, yeah. Dogs, great. Um, but no, I, um, it, it, I've always loved photography and I've always loved printmaking. And for almost 14, for 14 years, I was a teacher and I taught, you know, alternative photography because you have no money. So you have to think of ways to teach photography to children that are just mind blowing. And there's something about doing a camera obscure or, playing around with that that's so much fun and then teaching about cyanotypes which is just you know the chemical um paper and then like a stencil you put a plan on it and you get it and I and I really I had fun doing it with the kids and then um how that came together was I I don't I would just say magic and then make it easy uh <laughs> but what happened about 11 years ago I was diagnosed with a, a rare kidney disease oh. and it it will change your world um because I, it was really hard. I didn't realize how physical printmaking was or painting until I got sick. Um, I remember I didn't know what I had and I was printing something for, I don't know if anyone knows Rachel Lackey of Green Pre Press and we were working on her calendar series together. And I was just like, I got to sit down. I am so tired. I never realized the screen printing was so physical. Wow. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, I'm anemic. It's so, it, you know, you, you don't know what's going on. You just think, well, this is just weird. Mm -hmm. And then for a year, I, they didn't know what I had. So they just threw all sorts of medications at you. And you oh. don't know what planet you're on. Yeah. Um, at least I didn't. I could not think clearly. And it was, to me, it was almost heartbreaking because, well, it was heartbreaking. I could not, no ideas were coming to me. I, some of the medications would mess up and I couldn't hold a pencil. Um, I couldn't yeah. hold a brush very long. I couldn't do anything very long at all. One, I, I didn't know what, where, you know, I'd start on something and then not where I was at or just physically. Yeah. So I started kind of things. Well, I got better. They found a medication that works and I got to a place where I could do more. And that was exciting. Very exciting. And then it was like, I was like, but what can you do? I didn't know what I could do. And I said, well, I can sit real well and, and I can sew. And I and I taught, and again, it was from teaching kids. You know, I was thinking, well, what could I do? Just rambling around because I'm not going to be doing a lot of printmaking. 
um, and I'm probably not going to be doing a lot of pa big paintings anymore. So, yeah. But what is contained and intimate and what I can do. And I just started playing around with that. And I've been doing that for a couple of years, just playing around. Nothing solidified. I mean, I've done, I've played a little bit with encaustics and I've kind of started incorporating them. Just trying to play. Play is the biggest thing in my work. I cannot, if people play, you will have work. Um, and then the, a big thing, which is kind of related to unrelated. I don't know if you've heard about the 100 Day Project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I cannot, I mean, if you have the time and the inclination to it, because it, there's just something about it that makes you think about something that much yeah. for 100 days. I was just going to say, can you tell us about the 100 Day Project in case anyone <laughs> listening hasn't heard of that? If they haven't heard of it, go check it out. Just Google it and you will find a lot of stuff. I can't remember. I want to say it's out of RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, okay. but it could be out of Chicago. So don't trust me on that one. But um, one of those universities came up with this idea. They would make their students do something for 100 days. Mm -hmm. They would come up with a project. And, they, and, and you set yourself up for success. Don't make it so impossible that by day 10, you're like, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> because you're going to hate it. There's just no way around this, but you want to set yourself up for success. So I kind of thought about it and I had been thinking off and on and then COVID happened. And then I'm like, I got nothing to do. Uh, I got a hundred yes, days, do. <laughs> days free and I'm going to try this. And I, I picked a medium that um, while I teach, I can teach it to children. It's not a one I felt confident in. It was watercolor. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to make it super random. I would like, I came up with a, a, a rubric of color families and then the numbers and I rolled dice. I tried to make it just oh, that's so fun. <laughs> insane because there would be days that I'd roll colors. And I'd be like, there is no way that is going to work. Yeah. And I'd be like, but you got to do it. Cause the rule was my, cause I'm, I had a lot of self-imposed rules and I know as artists, we kind of already do that. So that would, that shouldn't might put you in a different place but i think being put in a different place and being uncomfortable is a good part of making art um and this made you really uncomfortable because you had no idea or you did it you'd be like because and one of their things is um they like for you to post daily um, whatever social media you use post it so there's that oh my god that looks so bad <laughs> everybody because we would look at it and you'd be like oh my god those colors are nasty together and then by the end of the day, you'd be like, well, it's not terrible, but I'm going to post it. <laughs> and surprisingly, this is what surprised me. The ones that I thought were absolute failures were the ones that people went crazier. But I, I think the idea of just embracing not being married to an end result was beautiful. And it's really, I will say, like the first couple of days, weeks, it's you, you struggle with that. I, I was doing all these really cute, overly complicated designs and not happy and then I just went I don't really care anymore <laughs> and that's when I had the best fun I would I would put color because you, you end up with these color families that you're just like nobody on the planet would put those together so and then you try it and you'd be like oh, not so bad yeah because it's made it's basically forcing you to do something you just wouldn't normally do and right then you're discovering and connecting different colors together that you probably wouldn't have put together. So then you're like, 
what else could I do? Like, like, exactly. Exactly. you know, (laughs) well, you know, as an artist, you get, you fall in love with certain color palettes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you get hemmed in and you don't even know it till you start looking at your body of work. Say after you start photographing it or looking at it on Instagram and go, wow, I I need to really get out of the mood of green and pink here. But, um, (laughs) but you but it forces you just to, and I think just the fact that it would make your head hurt and go, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it made, it, you had to do these rules. I mean, you didn't have to. Yeah. But it was good. To, it just made you think in a different way. Absolutely. It also, I think going, well, whatever I guess, whatever I get also helps too. Because mm. I think, you know, sometimes we get, we get married to the idea of what this end product is going to be. And I think sometimes either it'll frustrate us or we'll just, I think it stymies creativity. Absolutely. You know, at least that's my personal belief. But. Yeah. I, I mean, I've experienced that myself and I, that's probably one of those things I probably struggle with the most is not, not letting go, like not trying to control it as much and playing and having fun instead. Right. I think all of us struggle with control period, but when it comes to our (laughs) making, um, it's really hard, you know, because I mean, one, you want to go, this is a beautiful thing I have made. Mm. And I, and I think once you let go of control, I think the universe supports you. I mean, that may sound goofy to some people, but when you try to control it, there's something about the end product that you'll go, Hmm that it's a little too perfect is just a little too right it has no it it loses its soul I think I think something magical and accidents you know like yes I random you're like whoa how did that even happen (laughs) right I have had some of my best things happen just because I it was an accident yeah yeah Uh, and then then I spend the rest of the month trying to replicate that accident (laughs) um it's fine. Then that's a whole nother subject. But yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's just, just something about just the letting go of control. The hundred day project really, it's almost like I now know a way to get to that place where I go, let it go. And let's see what happens. I will say it was good for that. It was good for a lot of things. Yeah. I cannot recommend it. If you're in a creative block or you're just tired of your work, try it. Yeah. Um, and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, everything from like making making yourself do it every day, making yourself post every day, trying something different every day. I mean, that and for 100 days is a lot. Right. And you, and about, I'll, I'm not lying, about day 15, you go, am I going to be able to do this? <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you're like, no, I, I've committed to this and uh, I'm going to do it. That's why you, you, you kind of, they, they, if you go to their, their website, they'll tell you, set yourself up for success. You know, like, for example, there were like a lot of, there were some textile people and they would do like two stitches a day. That was their, wow, their goal besides yeah. posting and stuff like that. I mean, and the, by the end, they'd have a finished product. Mm. So that's how they set it up. I chose watercolors that were all about four by six yeah. and 
and then just played around with watercolors and techniques. Yeah. So it's you know. sort of like the, the, I guess the more simple it is and the smaller it is, you just get into a practice of doing it. Right. The practice that is, that is another thing. Thank you for bringing that up. The actual doing it every day really helps your mindset, your head. Cause you're like, well, I can do this. Cause you go, I can do this for 15 minutes. Yeah. What else could I do for 15 minutes? What else could I do for maybe 30? And that's kind of how I work just because um, at least for the, uh, the show that I have up now um, took about, I actually started on it probably about 17 months and it was a, I would work, I worked more than this, but I would set a timer for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. I would work just that. And then if I had more time, more, you know, I'd do another 30 minutes. That works really well for me. Um, I think because I have undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> um, so the third, the, the tomato system is amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard, you've probably heard about that if you have children, <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's like building a habit, you know, just an exactly. is like that, you know, you just, if it's five minutes, five minutes every day you know right you just don't know what you're gonna look or it doesn't have to be like a final something right because but it takes time even if you're a printmaker and you have you took a long time to get to the place where you're actually printing so it all art to me is process it's just semantics and anything else in between um, absolutely habit 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 rituals i'm a firm believer in that so with like each show, are you thinking, okay, this is the subject, this is the theme that I'm going for and kind of build your work on that? Or is it all intuitive or some of both? I, I feel like it's a bit of both. Um, I started off and I made one, one piece and I thought, well, a couple of pieces that were very unsuccessful, but the one piece that was successful that kicked everything off with the sewing and the cyanotypes. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, during the beginning of COVID yeah. and everything was so crazy. And I had been reading um, a lot of Buddhist philosophy and just stoicism and stuff like that. And what I thought was thinking about is I wanted to make a positive statement because I felt there was so much negative in it and going on in the world. Oh, and, uh, and I was gravitating towards these female images and I've always incorporated nature in my work. Yeah. I love being outside. Um, I love looking at shadows. I could trick at trees. And I spent most of my COVID time looking at trees. Mm. But um, if you ever watch one of those R21s, they're always these artists staring out the window. So I didn't really feel too bad about it. Yeah. Just staring out the window. I'm like, hmm. oh, that's a fun observation. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah. Um, and I did a lot of that. And uh, I think that plays into my work, especially nature, um, bugs, birds, um, fish, um, anim- animals, period. And then and, and the feminine. Um and I went that way with it. That's what inspired me. And just, it was really funny because I took my mom to see my show. I don't know if this is a side story. Uh, see my show yesterday. And she was like, it was the funniest observation. Uh, she's never seen this body of work. 
Yeah. To be honest, I didn't see it until I hung it up. I mean, I'd seen it in little bits and pieces. It was sure. when you see it all up, but satisfying at the same time. And yeah. she's like, I bet there's a lot of Trump people that wouldn't like this. And I'm like, well, that is the weirdest conversation <laughs> I've heard. <from. laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. And when she points it out, I mean, everybody is a, you know, there's probably one white girl in the entire, and, and, and when I say girl, 14. Um, everybody else is, you know, a grown woman of a different ethnicity, you know, so, and I wanted that and I sought it out. And I, I I know there's some people going around going, there was this crazy woman at the library today and she wanted to take a picture of my child. And I don't know what she's saying. Um, most people were great. Every once in a while you get that person to be like, "Mm, what, what do you want? And I'd have to get my business card out and say, I just, I, and, and I'll contact you when I when my show goes up. Wow. So that was pretty positive. That was fun. Just talking yeah. to random strangers and looking at their looks out of the going, what? And it was hard <laughs> getting models. Um, I did get two really great models. I wanted random to send them. I, I wanted to really embrace random. That is a fantastic idea. And I think too, like when you're walking up to people and you're like I, I want to take your picture or your child's picture or whoever you're also networking in a way like in a, in a way sort of a side way and then you can invite them to your show and they can see themselves in the artwork and it just you know is more I don't know it's like a community almost like a community project <laughs> it, it, it is it is but you're you know, the one that's facilitating it <laughs> I am I'm going hey let's all yeah <laughs> I mean but I say most people were pretty open I mean there were and I don't blame I mean total stranger goes I love your hair mm-hmm. what's wrong with you uh apparently I have no filter which helps a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fine <laughs> I think but that fun you mentioned what your mother said about your show too it's like you never really know what people are going to think when they see your work and sometimes it's really just just absolutely not what was in your mind at all and you're like whoa okay that's an interesting I love that I don't I really work hard because people will say so what does this mean and I'm like well what do you think they hate that yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I really want to hear, and I'm serious. Oh I yeah, absolutely. It means more to me what you think about my art than what I'm trying to put out there. I mean, I know what I'm doing, and apparently, I make art to make myself happy. <laughs> but I would really like to know why you are drawn to this image. Yeah, you know, tell me what you see. Sometimes, and I have to say, this body of work has been. I know I keep using the word magical, uh, but it's like people get it. Yeah. Closer to what, I mean, I I don't want you to be thinking exactly like me. That's no fun. Um, But just to hear that you're picking up like on some of my symbolism and things like that, that's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, like hearing other people's like observations and the things that they notice or pick up on it kind of I mean as an artist it kind of helps you to kind of understand your own vision as well and and kind of like it like builds upon what you may have originally wanted it to represent but then you find out other people are seeing something else in it 
and then you're like oh and then you start making more connections and I think talking about your work and writing about your work is really powerful too because I, I I tend to talk out loud just to get my thoughts together to drive other people insane um but it works for me yeah and I finally go okay so this is what I'm thinking but I do think a lot of artists think do this just because we're so visual you know and sometimes it's really words and talking to people mm-hmm. can be especially if you've been alone by yourself in your studio for a long time you know you're you know and, and it's just you and the dogs and yeah, they yeah. don't care uh it's it's insightful to hear what other people have to say absolutely you know even i i know a lot of my friends are like well don't i only trust my friends that are artists i'm like i don't know if that's really wise because are we selling our art to um just artists i mean i don't sell my work so i don't know what that's like but uh yeah um as much as i like to say i'm making it just for myself i am also making it for an audience and to deny that would be just you know ludicrous but um so i want to hear what people have to say and then i think some people are just savants and can look at something and go that composition sucks what are you doing and you're like ah i didn't even think about composition i've been so busy over here doing this thing with it yeah it's so clear now that you said composition. Um. <laughs> Just like you had mentioned earlier, that it's part of this process with artists and like even the show, like putting the show up, seeing all of it together, hearing the comments and getting people's reactions. All yeah. of these things are part of the process. They are part of the process. They're the the final, oh my God, I'm finally done process. But I'm now, I'm getting to see this time how this is playing into where I'm going next with my work. Yeah. I'm not gonna, because I, I don't know. And I want to keep it open and just go, let's just see where it goes. <laughs> I am just happy wherever it goes. You know, I was like, I, I'm really drawn to these feminine images and, and incorporation of nature, but I, I don't know where it's going to go after this. Is it going to be the same or is it going to evolve into something else? Um, that's kind of exciting, to be honest. Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say. That's that exciting moment where you're like, oh, oh what next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had a friend text me saying, "Are you not? Are you doing this body of work anymore?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm thinking about. I just I said not necessarily. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do." And then she said something to me, and and then it was like I had that moment where you go, "Oh my god, I gotta go write this down and sketch it out now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Oh, I love that. Are you a full time artist right now? <laughs> um, well, I guess just what, since I'm unemployed, I would go, I am a full-time artist. I do own it. I am an artist when, and people would just kind of look at you like, really, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, <laughs> um, nothing, but um, that's okay too. Um, I was a teacher and I loved teaching. I love teaching children. They are amazing. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't have inhibitions. They don't go, where do you think this blue is the right blue? None of that. They're just having a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, and they're open. They'll try almost anything until they get to be in eighth grade. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother world. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just sometimes wonder about how the buy into capitalism and making money and that your art has to make money hurts our creativity. Oh, absolutely. And, and the reason I say that is I had a studio and I could sell work 
to kick my studio, but it felt very much like a production line. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm all for, and this may not be a popular thought, do whatever you have to do to support your art. Mm. You know, if it's learning to cut hair, doing data entry, being a teacher, and you can still make your art and you can still give it the time it deserves, that's what you need to do. Um, because not all of us are going to be able to make money from our art. Mm -hmm. And I think making money, try, making that your goal. Mm -hmm. And because you, you can only do those art fairs and craft fairs and they take up a lot of energy and a lot of time. And it's hard work for sure. It's hard, hard work. I think most of the artists that are my age, they do it once a year. And it's mainly, it's, this was a fun thing. I met so many people. I have, I, and it's, there's more into it than selling your art. Well, I mean, I, I feel kind of the same way. I'm in a, I am very fortunate and I'm in a place where I make art and I just make art for myself, really, you know, but I, you know, and there's that whole question of like, am I trying to make money with my art? Is it a hobby or am I, you know, is there like an end goal here where I'm like trying to make this my career instead of what I'm doing otherwise? And it's like, okay, like there, I think a lot of artists are trying to figure that out, but really you don't have to define it. You don't no, have to don't. put it in a box and say, okay, this is, I mean, if you want to, like I, I do have friends who have quit their job and now they do art fairs and festivals and shows and markets. And they are every weekend going, 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 going. And right. I know those people too. Um, yeah. If that's what you want, I just don't know how sustainable that is on yeah. the human, on a human far. body and your family and your art. Yeah, and yeah. I think it takes a toll in ways that you don't realize. I don't hear them plug somebody else's book, Rick Rubin's The Circle. Have you heard about that book? Yes. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's it's up there with pop psychology, but the man is a genius in his field. And um, this, the things that he talks about are not revolutionary, but they do make you think. And he talks about that. And he talks about, you. we are all born creative. It manifests itself in different ways. But he was big on not labeling what you're doing if you're making art as a hobby. It is what you're doing to feed your soul. Yeah. Though, and I have nothing against if that's what you want to do is art fairs and sell your work and work as that hard. Um, my hat is off to you. I just admire people. I'm kind of I think a little envious too because they have that kind of energy and, and I and I don't. Yeah, the, the um, people I'm talking about are younger than me. So yeah, they're younger. They're usually younger than you because you're now you're just like. <laughs> Because you reach a certain place where you're like, well, camping was fun, but it's not yeah. anymore. Uh, <laughs> Maybe once in five years, 10 years, I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, I think everybody, and, I, and I've talked to people, they'll ask me about it. I'm like, you should try it. You should definitely try it. Uh, and then I try to keep my mouth shut after that because your experience is going to be different than mine. Yeah. And it may be the, it may light your soul to spend every weekend from, August till Christmas at an art fair and then all those hot summers at art fairs. I can see like how some people would get like a lot of energy from it 
and right. that's really exciting and stuff. But for me personally, it would be very exhausting. Part exactly. of like figuring out your own process of being an artist is kind of determining, okay, I I can't do art shows every single weekend. That's just too much for me. Right. Versus maybe I have some art in a shop or a gallery. Right. That, and people can just, find it there and buy it, you know, and I can be at home making my art or. You know, right. I think everything, I mean, it just takes, you just have to work at it and figure out what works for you. Exactly. Um, and I imagine if you're an extrovert, art fairs may be the may, most amazing thing on yeah. <laughs> this planet and they light your soul. For us that are introverts, it's like, oh my God, this was so taxing. You know? um, Absolutely. So I, I don't, everybody's different. Yeah, um, sure. I wish there was a magic, but I do think making art for yourself is the most powerful thing. Mm. I think at the end of the day or the end of the body of work, you are going to be the happiest. Mm. Um, but that's a, everybody has to get to where whatever yeah. makes them happy by trial and error. There's no other way. And what works for me won't work for you. Yeah, and that's fine. So, like, um, also another thing that we had talked about earlier is being competitive and maybe even comparison, and like, just like how we're talking about different artists maybe sell their art or don't sell their art they're doing it their own way how do you feel about that do you feel do you have any issues with like comparing yourself or feeling competitive in any kind of way I as a rule I don't feel competitive um I mean I have envy sometimes which is a nasty little monster um but I think as I get older that's easier to deal with and get well you know I am happy for them. I'm glad they're getting to do this. I just need to keep making my work. All you'll do is think about, well, why did they get this opportunity? Why didn't I get this opportunity? And man, I am supposed to be this place in my career and I'm not, and I'm pretty unhappy. At, on some level, it is a catalyst to help you evolve your art, but I don't, but if you're not careful, envy is and, and jealousy and competition will eat your soul and then you won't be making art. All you'll be doing striving for something that once you get it may be fruitless I, yeah and, and, and also I don't I don't I don't think it's wise to be competitive yeah I just don't see what ends it meets yeah. except to make you unhappy yeah exactly I and I think too you know like I feel the same way about it is that um you know we're all on our own paths and we're all doing our own thing yeah like if you're going to compare yourself or feel envious of someone else are you are you genuinely on your own path or are you trying to like follow somebody else's path exactly and then I think are you making art to make yourself happy or are you making art for people's approval oh yeah and getting approval is very addictive yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think I, oh, I did this. Yeah. Oh, getting that, you know, high five or that like, on... <laughs> you know, those likes, those, you know, all my gold stars. Look at yeah. me. Um, it'll, it'll get in your way. And I think it makes things unclear to you. Mm. And that's, 
it, that I just believe it leads to personal unhappiness. Why do that to yourself? Yeah. Just go make your art and just do your art. What is it that um, Jerry Salt says? Get in your studio and make art. <laughs> just make it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Stop doing all this stuff. But yeah. it's just, that, that's just part of being human, I think. As as you get older, I feel like per, my, myself personally, I kind of grew out of that. And now it's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't even think about it anymore, whether or not. Exactly. I do think it probably is an, an age thing. Um, also a confidence thing too, because, you know, I've talked to a lot of, I've talked to mainly women artists. I don't know what men think about this very much, but <laughs> I would love to know what they think. Um, that we have such self-confidence issues mm. and we're always trying to justify why we're doing more. Why, why am I making art? Well, oh, it's just a little hobby. We we don't give it the size it needs. Um, this is a big thing. It's important to me. Um, Let's say, okay, I'm 50 years old. I should be here. Right, right. Here, you know, compared to this other person or. Right. I think, you know, there's a, that, I should have done more with my life, you oh. know, and um, I should be in museums in, in New York. And I mean, that, it, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way at all. But, and, and I think you just have but the comparisons and things like that. So bad for you. Envy is bad for you because a lot of it is luck. I wish I could say, I mean, I do believe in hard work and I mean, working and doing your art as much as you can. You need to be in the, because a lot of luck is just being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Um, but if you're not doing the work and you're hoping some art fairy godmother is going to show up and give you a gallery representation or a show at this nice museum, that's not going to happen with you being envious and sitting around going, hmm, yeah. no one sees how good I am compared. I don't see, she's just got an MFA. I don't know what her deal is. You know, um, that's awesome. And I mean, there's a part of your life where you do think like that, and then you have to go get over this. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere with this kind of thinking. Yeah, no. If anything, it would st stagnate myself. It would it would just make me feel so stagnated and bogged down with these, I don't know, like negativity. So much oh. so that I probably couldn't make anything. You know, like right. I would. Just feel like, to me, envy and comparison just feels icky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a part of being human, but it's icky. And you yeah, don't want, <laughs> and you're like, and I think you, as you get older, you're like, you need, you show it to the door quicker. Yeah. You know, you go, I don't have time. We're taking up way too much real estate. Move on. Yeah. Like, you're I don't even want an MFA. Why am I even, I don't care. <laughs> right. Why am I striving through this? <laughs> Good for them. Awesome. Good for them. Awesome. I am just glad they got all that money. I'm great. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not, and, and if an MFA is what you need, you go get yeah. it. Yeah. And I've seen I'm, some, my friends that have gotten them, I will say it is impressive mm. what that two years will do for people. Yeah. But also, you know, doing your work will also do it too. Um, That's and true. And there are alternatives to that, you know. Um, ways around it creative ways to figure out how to grow how to grow because I think that's really what an MFA does for you one of the things that I imagine really makes that experience particularly 
um, it, you know, good for people is that it's creating community. Right, and exactly. You're, you're doing these things together. You're working through things together and you have your colleagues and your peers. That's something that you can you can be a part of community outside of getting a degree or going to college. And then like both of us, we're part of the Alabama, you know, women's caucus of art, which just a little plug here is really wonderful. You should join. It is amazing. I cannot say enough about it. I mean, you get opportunities, you, you get to network with other artists. We're having a show and tell where we get to, you get to bring your art and get other artists to talk to you about it and work through, you know, if you're struggling with something or if you, you know, need some advice or something like that. It's, you never, there's know, nothing like, yeah, you never know what that connection with another artist will lead to. Exactly. It's like you're um, talking with, Ansley Smithy to possibly do a show together, you know, or right. having art dates where you get together and you just, you know, explore your own creativity. And maybe while you're there, you're like, hey, this show is, is coming up, you know, you should apply or, you know. Oh, right. Well, I heard that someone's such a show gallery has nobody booked in the month of January next year, call them. You just never know. That's one thing I will say about ALWCA. I have met so many impressive artists through this and people that have given me ideas. They've given me opportunities. They've suggested I do this instead of that. Um, things that sitting by myself in my studio, I would have never thought of because uh, I'm, but, you know, just wouldn't occur to me and they're encouraging and they're upbuilding and you need that one is women artists because you know i don't even think till 20 years ago there was another artist besides frida call yeah <laughs> in our history um <laughs> i haven't gone to school at two drastically different times there were no women artists and then there was frida call and yeah. maybe alice now if you've got a, an open-minded professor mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I think, not to say I'm crazy, like a sisterhood, but you really, we do need that. Yeah. And that is one of the big motivations between ALWCA is to, to encourage women artists to put us out in the forefront, to say, yes, we're here. We, we are taking up space and we have every right to take up the space yeah. instead of going, oh, I made this, isn't it cute? No, no. <laughs> um, just to be bold, to be more confident because you are good. Yeah. you are enough and I think it's just being able to stand up and own that is yeah. really for a lot of us is hard yeah maybe for 20 it's not but everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you know I think one of the things that's really been interesting to me is to meet all of the other women artists and connect online oh, yeah. see what people are doing and you and it it's like, like it occurs to you like, whoa, okay, that person, they're doing all of these things. Maybe I could try to do some of those things. And you kind of exactly. build each other up by, I don't know, being 
letting your art be larger and sharing it with each other. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of women struggle making art and having children and the guilt, whether it's self-imposed or by your family or what other larger community you're part of, you know, there are women in our organization who have done it successful are in museums now you know um they do impressive bodies of work have children um that's possible we see what's possible Mm. i think because while i'm a lover and hater of social media you get a very limited view of of what is really going on and there's a lot of this is my best life now and you're like no uh, I, I want to see the messy. Oh my God! I thought I was going to shoot the dog today, <laughs> kind of stuff. And that does never that rarely gets on yeah. social media. But I think it's important to know. I think with this body of, of women that we get to know and connect with, we get to hear about their success. We get to hear about their failure. We also get to watch them go, pick themselves up, and keep going. Because I will say, making art isn't for the faint of heart. Yeah. Um, because it, it does require work. It requires putting yourself out there and having people say weird, crazy stuff to you. And you go, that's just interesting. Ah, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Instead of going, I am starting to cry or <laughs> wanting to choke them, you know, um, because they will say it. And you just have to kind of go, mm, nice. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have really enjoyed being part of the caucus of the women's. Well, I know we've enjoyed having you. You you are such an asset. Thank you so much. So, I mean, I think eye-opening too, to, you know, and I've interviewed a lot of members and it's just, you never, you don't realize what's out there and what the possibilities are because people don't really talk about it. It's like this stream underneath uh you know what people what's do my there. what's my secret if i tell you then you'll know oh yeah <laughs> um and i think that's that's silly because if i see a call to art and think you're good at this would be a great thing for you i want to tell you about it i think we make ourselves stronger we make each other stronger by sharing information and telling each other about this about what's going on i tried this and this worked i tried this and it didn't work we we need to be that's that i think that's where competition really hurts us mm. as a human when we go because we're coming from a source of scarcity instead of yeah. opening up and i think this is my personal thing the more you open up the more comes to you absolutely you know when you close yourself off and say i'm only gonna mm, i i think all the avenues of possibility end yeah yeah being a part of something and like being open to sharing and connecting with others and learning about what other people are doing I mean it can it can only supplement and build upon what you're doing it's right you know because I think earlier we kind of talked about I don't believe there are any original ideas that's my personal belief that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants Absolutely. Um, and we and I and, and grace and generosity will carry you further. Mm-hmm. And accepting the fact that, that 
you know, I am doing this and going forward and being open. Yeah. I mean, community is amazing thing. Community is huge because it's not good. I mean, you need some feeling time and most artists are introverts. Um, I feel like, yeah. but there's some that are extroverts. There's some people in between. I don't think it's an either or sort of situation most of the time. I know I think it's where your energy goes because mm. they're, they're day. If you get me on a good day, I'm probably an extrovert. You get me on a bad day. I don't want to answer the phone, <laughs> but having community strengthens you so much. One, it, it does a lot of good things for your dopamines and, and your mood. And if you are flummoxed and in a corner, you can call somebody and say, Hey, can I have coffee with you? Most of the time they want to have coffee with you and you'll sit and talk and figure it out. Yeah. Or um, you'll find out about an opportunity or what, what it's burning everybody's minds now, art residencies. How do I get into that? What exactly is a call to art? Because it's this information is like squirreled away and, and just given out in little tidbits. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't believe it should be that way. I think we should be open and willing to give it to whoever wants it. Absolutely. And see where it goes. Yeah. And working by yourself 24 hours a day is not wise, you know, <laughs> not good for your soul, not good for your family, not good for much of anything. But. <laughs> so you've got a lot going on right now. Like you've got some shows that are yeah. up right now, and then you've got some coming. What's going on? Um, right now um, at La Mail on the main first floor. Mm-hmm. gallery i have signs and wonders that's complete all of its sonotypes on fabric with sewn elements in um and i have to say i i am i am really proud of myself i set up a goal and i succeeded and some days i worked some days i didn't i also learned to be kind to myself because i think before i would beat myself up and go you didn't work today usually waste of time yeah but I learned to talk nicer to myself and go, well, today was not a winning day. Tomorrow will be better. So that was great. So I've got that. And I learned a lot from doing that whole thing because just the process of making cyanotypes. And I'm addicted to the whole idea that you can put all this work and time into something and then it just totally goes and you take it out of the water and it's either navy blue or this pale color. And you're just like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So um apparently I really like that. Predictability. <laughs> I'm just like, oh uh, I failed at everything today. <laughs> uh, I, I have one story when um so I, I have this setup when you make cyanotypes that you put your fab there's there's two ways to do cyanotypes. You can do wet and you can do um dry. I do dry cyanotypes because it's hot here and I don't want condensation to build up on the glass because you have to layer something heavy on top of the the fabric and whatever image you're using i use negatives and also use live plants materials sticks and stuff too but i have to put a piece of glass on it to hold it down and so it has to be dry or you'll get basically condensation and bubbles and uh, it just messes your image up Mm. i might try that and see what it looks like i might be more willing to play this time around and just see what happens I was having this really unsuccessful day and I could not figure out why they were all washed because it just washes out. You put it in cold water and your image will appear. 
Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And I started having like these dark edges. But I'm like, why is the edges dirty? And I walk out there and my dog is like sunning himself on my setup <laughs> and my frame for my cyanotypes. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, had, that's so funny. <laughs> had, had I walked out here like five minutes ago, like, saved me a lot of grief here. <laughs> but um, I learned a lot. I learned I, you should probably put it where you can't get it. Maybe now that I'm talking about this out loud, it does teach you, uh, you'll persevere, you will, um, you learn patience, um, accepting failure, because I know that's, that's a scary thing, because uh, we all want this idea to work out right, and when it fails, we're all disappointed, but once you just really embrace failure, you're just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> or, or let's try this again, or what, this was a beautiful mistake, um, so I've learned a lot in that, um, I've also really given a lot of thought just to the themes of my work about us being enough and us being beautiful the way we are and perfect. And, and it's the world that tells us we're not. Mm. And, and that's a lie. So that's kind of where my work's going. And I, I don't, I, I'm curious to see where the artists from Angsley and I, are, where we're going with it. Cause I think we're going to kind of meld our, thought we're thinking very similar yeah. so it's it'll be curious to see how this goes because she created something and then I'm like hey can I steal that image and she said I don't care and so I did and tried it out on cyanotype mm -hmm. and I like it I haven't gone much further she's doing like rubber stamps and carving out images and printing them and then I'm stilling them and manipulating them in photoshop and playing around with them and trying them in cyanotype I have nothing to really show for that right now, but it's it. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I have something, but it's, you'd be like, "What is that?" I don't know. Um, maybe in about sure. a month, I'll know. But I don't know. Oh, that's so fun! I love that you're collaborating too. And I can't say enough. I would like to collaborate more. Anyone out there? Um, but <laughs> it is great because she will say sometimes. You know, you spend way too much time walking down a blind alley and it's good to have someone go well that's not working um and it's also good to go I think just being in the same room with each other and seeing her do something or say something it'll trigger something and I'll be like huh I need to go look at that I need to investigate this more yeah. also being curious I cannot tell you if you're not curious and an artist your life is going to be very stressful um because it leads you places that you just go well well let's see what happens just asking yeah. why i think it's the biggest thing you can be I, as a as an artist yeah i i completely agree curiosity is so important it is it's just i can't imagine you know well and now i need to go get a book to discover what this is about or i need to go research this a bit more i do like research so that's that may be really biased there i I have to be careful and cut myself off or I'll spend, oh, I'm going to go to this library. I'm going to read this entire book. And then I'm like, ah, I think it's just another form of procrastination. <laughs> but it is important. I do think it is important. Uh, it's just knowing when to cut it off and yeah. <laughs> work. That's a good point, actually. That's something that I need to do myself because I get into the research part of it. Ah, rabbit hole, man. And I'm two hours like later, I'm like, what? Um, uh, why am I reading this article about this random thing that just occurred to me and 
Okay. What am I doing? <laughs> I think it's really good because you don't know where that idea is going to lead you. And it might not be productive and lead to a body of work today. But, but I have to say, like this body of work that's in Play Mill right now came from something from a long time ago. When I go back and look at my sketchbooks or go back and read anything I, I wrote about, I, I can see it wasn't, it was very, you know, embryonic. Yeah. But it came back up. Mm. You know, so I think I honestly don't believe there's anything such as useless information because you just never know. But you need to be able to say, hey, let's see what that how that idea goes. Let's take it on. Absolutely. I do the exact same thing. It's like I'm constantly collecting ideas, but the ideas might not land right now, but it will their they, time it's just not their time you know come back around yeah when they're supposed to and you start going in that direction you know there's a I don't, I don't know if you ever heard the interview that tom white gave elizabeth i forgot she wrote about i can't remember her name but he's Is sitting in prep yes yeah uh gilbert tom waits is sitting in traffic an entire song comes to him and he starts beating the top of his car going, listen, I don't have a pen. He's going to have to come back when I go home. Yeah. And I walk in the door. He goes home, walks through that door, picks up a pen and writes the entire song. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, that story has stuck with me all my life. Because I'm like, that is kind of, I mean, I don't write music, but that is kind of how it happens. It is just the most, it, and that's kind of addictive, but um it's just so strange where can we find your art and see your art um at this moment i have a show at low mill and huntsville i have um, my hashtag is kheart studio on instagram uh, i also have a page on facebook that i don't play with so much that I wouldn't go there. and i also have my website which is kimberly and you can also see my older bodies work too because i i kind of use it as an archive well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. I know I was all over the world today, and uh, but I enjoy That's just how I talk. All yeah, over the world. no. That's what and I today. like about this podcast thing, is, and, and that's why I give such sort of simple questions. It's because I want it to go all over and touch on things as it comes up, you know, just like, yeah, it just always leads to really great really great conversations about all kinds of things i have so enjoyed talking to you today i really appreciate this yeah it's really fun thank you so much for listening to this episode of art talk with april for more information on this episode join the facebook group the art lounge please subscribe and share see you next tuesday hope you have a great week